0: Well, it's good to be here this morning. Somebody told me they couldn't hold on to things this morning. Uh, You're not alone. (laughs) Uh, So, looks like we're getting started a little late, but better late than never, right? (laughs) All right, well, uh, Mike and Polly had to go on a, a medical run. they had to leave, so... We'll keep uh, them and whoever they're ministering to in our prayers this morning, uh, and hopefully it will be okay. Uh, it's good to see everybody this morning. We've got some visitors. Welcome. It's good to have you with us this morning. And uh, uh, this morning we are uh, we we were running low on some of the. Uh, secure packages of communion so we're offering for anyone who is uh, comfortable with it we're going to offer the regular communion uh, so if, if you're okay with that they will pass the plate around uh, during, the, uh, during the time well they'll have to pass it around Bob because I didn't get any
1: <laughs> there should be one right there in your, uh... don't, don't see
0: one I didn't want to take one of the secure okay. ones anyway. So anyway, uh, anybody who's comfortable with taking the communion the old way, it'll be, it's provided for that also. And uh, let's see. I know that we have some birthdays this morning. Uh, Mary uh, Rominger, who's not here today, has a birthday today. And uh, so we'll include her, but who else has a birthday today?
2: It's, it's
0: the M&M bunch. M&M bunch? Jeannie has Mary. a birthday. Mary. Mary. And uh, let's see, I think used to, the time used to be when Glenda and uh, uh, Bernice were part of that group too, weren't they? Yeah, they were around wellness. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were. Okay. All right. Happy birthday to you Happy birthday to you Happy birthday, God bless you Happy birthday to you Alright, so we got those, uh, those birthdays And now, how about anniversaries? Anybody have an anniversary this week? No anniversaries? I don't see any hands. Of course, I might not with this sun shining in my eyes. <laughs> so you might have to yell out. But all right. So it's, uh, it's time then for our announcements, which uh, the monthly business meeting will meet tomorrow night at uh, 6 o'clock. And then the area men's fellowship is uh, the following Monday, uh, the 14th, and that'll be at Zohar Christian Church, and they are having a meal at 6.30 and the program at 7.30. I will not be able to be at the business meeting. Uh, I have a procedure Tuesday morning, and I'll be preparing for it all day Monday. So, Um, let's see here. Uh, Oh, there's also going to be continue continue to have Saturday workdays for the light ministry up until light up time, which is Thanksgiving Day, is the goal. So anybody who can come and help on Saturdays, uh, we appreciate it. We had a good crew again yesterday, and uh, uh, again they got quite a bit done. So if you can come the, uh, the following uh, this coming Saturday. We can use your help. Yes. And I want to praise the women of this church for an excellent
2: meal. Amen. If, if anybody wants to come and, and just have a meal with us
3: <laughs> around 12 o'clock on Saturday, come Come and begin work. Come and have a meal with us. Yeah. Just
0: a, just a wonderful, wonderful meal. Thanks so much to God. Yeah. Amen. I agree. It was delicious. I actually didn't eat anything else the rest of the day after that meal yesterday. All right. Uh, Any other announcements that need to be made? Okay. Well, then we will open up with our opening hymn. Brother Bob, if you want to lead us in our opening hymn, it's O Worship the King, All Glorious Above, number 90.
1: Good morning. good morning. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go up to the house of the Lord. It's good Amen. to be in the, the Lord's house this morning. Let's turn to number 90. Stand and uh, sing our opening hymn, O oh, Worship the King, All Glorious Above. Amen. <clears throat>
2: Oh, worship.
0: Mitch will you lead us in prayer please? Sure. Our Father in God, Lord we are so grateful that you are such a loving and merciful Almighty God. Lord you loved us so much even while we were yet enemies with you. You loved us so much that you still sent your son to die in our place and through his blood We are redeemed. We are cleansed of that sinfulness. And through his resurrection, we have hope beyond the grave. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We have no right to claim any of this goodness because it was imputed as righteousness to us when we accepted what Christ has done for us on the cross, when we confessed that we were sinners when we repented from that sin and accepted you. At that moment, you imputed his righteousness to us because he took our unrighteousness away. Thank you. Lord, bless in this service. Have your way in every heart, every mind. May everything that's done be done in a way that brings glory and honor to you, to your name to your kingdom, we ask it in Jesus' name. Our Father, Father who
1: art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Give us this day our daily prayer,
1: and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Let's turn to number 171. Take time to be holy. Speak often with your Lord. Hey Communion hymn this morning is uh, number two fifty nine. Here, O my Lord, I see Thee face to face. If uh, if you have not uh, received a uh, the communion emblem this morning and uh, wish to at this time, just raise your hand and uh, our deacons will uh, will bring the uh, tray around to you. It's so number two fifty nine. Yeah. Brother Jim Rominger has our communion meditation this morning.
3: The meditation I chose this morning comes from a Actually, a book that I read a story out of, and uh, I wanted to share that story with you. It's uh, "Your Best Life Now" by Joel Osteen. And two things—two things—that uh, after I read this story, I thought I need to confess. Uh, my wife and I both, uh, when we work, sometimes we'll work her to dark. Well, we get get inside the house, and and I didn't, I don't want her to fix a big meal. I'll say, I'll just tell her I'll, I'll fix cheese and crackers for us, you know. So we'll uh, we'll watch a little bit of TV, and uh, and I'll fix some cheese and crackers. And the second thing that brought into my mind reading the story is that we have such a a good father that he provides for us. And sometimes, sometimes we just don't realize what's in store for us or what he's given to us. And this story will kind of point that out to you. To the story this morning. So, uh, before I do that, I want to praise praise my wife because uh, she is such a good partner, and uh, sometimes I don't give her enough credit. And I also want to praise the women of this church because there isn't a time that we haven't had a fifth Sunday meal or something special that uh, the women of this church just go out of their way and I don't think I praise them enough for for the meals they provide so the meditation this morning is e- enough cheese and crackers and it uh, it's it kind of follows a scripture, Ephesians uh, 3, 1 through 21, and also Psalms uh, 48, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. The story's about a man that was a traveler on a, la- a la- Atlantic Ocean cruise ship, but never ate in the dining room with the other passengers. Instead, he would go off in a corner and eat cheese and crackers that he had brought with him on the trip. Near the end of the trip, another man asked him, why don't you come into the banquet hall and eat with us. The traveler traveler's face flushed with embarrassment. Well, to tell you the truth, I had only enough money to buy the ticket. I don't have any extra money to purchase fancy meals. The other passenger raised his eyebrow in surprise. He shook his head and said, Sir, don't you realize the meals are included in the price of the ticket your meals have all your meals are already paid for many people are similar to that knave passenger excuse me they are missing out on God's best because they don't realize that the good things in life have already been paid for They may be on their way to heaven, but they don't realize what has been included in the price of their ticket. They are surviving on cheese and crackers, while God has made much more available to them. When we go through life with a weak, worm-of-the-dust mentality, we're eating more cheese and crackers. Every time we shrink back and say, well, I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. We're eating more cheese and crackers. When we allow ourselves to be full of fear, worry, and anxiety, or we are uptight about something, we're over there eating More cheese and crackers. It's time to step up to God's dining table and dig into the fabulous banquet He has prepared for you, complete with every good thing imaginable. God has everything you need joy, forgiveness, restoration, peace, healing. Anything you need to live at your full potential. It's all waiting for you at God's banquet table. If you'll pull up to the ch- pull your chair up and take your place, He has prepared for you. Best of all, the price has already been paid. You must remember that you are a child of the Most high God. And he wants you to enjoy what he has prepared for you. Just because something doesn't work out your way or somebody disappoints you, that does not change who you are. Ask God today to help you develop a biblically accurate, prosperous mindset. And remember King David's challenge. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who trust in him. Let's pray. Father, I now realize that I have been existing on cheese and crackers. While you have a delicious banquet prepared for me and the price has already been paid. Thank you, Father, for the for blessing us today.
1: spend a couple of moments just just face to face with God thanking Him for everything He's done for us and given to us. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room to celebrate the Passover, Jesus took bread and broke it, blessed it, passed it among them, saying, This is my body broken for you, eat ye of it. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, Jesus took it and giving thanks passed it to them saying this is my blood of the New Testament poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this do it in remembrance of me till I come again. Drink of it all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. continue our praise by singing number 556. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the trumpet of the mitch Uh, all
0: right all right well as we continue uh to worship this morning we're ready to get into our message about the faith of the syrophoenician woman let's share from the scripture here from chapter 7 of mark 24 through the uh through verse 30 Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an evil spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek Born in Syrian Phoenicia, she begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First, let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she replied, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then the Lord told her, for such a reply you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. You may be seated. Thank you. So Jesus has done so much. He's been moving around traveling and and healing and casting out demons and preaching the truth and helping everyone to know the difference between the truth and, and and a lie and correcting many errors. And now he's continuing on. Now this time, this lady in this circumstance is a Gentile. She's not a Jew. And we know that in the Syrian Phoenicia area, they were known for worshiping false gods. And... They did some pretty horrible things as part of their worship practices. And so this lady somehow had heard about Jesus. And she recognized somehow that this was a good thing. He was good. And all the other practices that she had been previously familiar with were not. In fact, because of those other false gods and the false practices her daughter was filled with a demon she knew her daughter was suffering and that the people that she would have if she had been going to their church and to their worship services not only could they not rid her daughter of this demon they would not they would have considered it a good thing that she had this blessing And somehow, I don't know if it's just the love of a mother seeking for her daughter to be relieved from the torment she was going through, but she was looking for a way to rid her daughter of this torment she was going through. And she'd heard that Jesus could do that. And she was willing to humble and humiliate herself. She didn't care. She wanted her daughter healed. You know, you ever been at a hospital and they're telling you, your insurance won't cover this. And you're saying, and I don't have the money to cover this. Please, please, please help me. Well, we'll work out a payment plan with you. This woman is seeking for help. And she hears about the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah, and that he is traveling through. Now, you know, I don't think it's any mistake that he just happened to be coming through at this time when this lady was going to come to him. It's another one of those God moments, another one of those God things where God arranged it. Jesus is here. The woman hears and she comes running. Now, Jesus had, it seems like in his mind, I'm going to finally go find a place where I can get some rest for a few minutes. (laughs) Because it says he was going here and he didn't want anyone to know it. Well, we know that there's been several times now when he and his disciples have gone somewhere to try to get some rest, but they weren't able to. The crowds just kept coming and coming and coming. And he keeps working and working and working and ministering. And now then, he even goes out of Jewish territory into Gentile land thinking, perhaps, I'll get some rest. But of course he knew That this woman would come. And indeed she does come. And she approaches him and she asks for his help. And he says this strange thing. First, let the children eat all they want. Well, who are the children? The Jews. The Jews are the children Why? Because Jesus is a Jew. Jesus came to the Jewish people. He came through the Jewish people. Why? Because they were the covenant people with God, with Yahweh, with God the Father. They were the ones who were the covenant people. They always were the ones that were intended to bring us our Messiah. They had a special relationship with God. Not that God didn't want or love the other people. Just that the other people didn't have this covenant relationship with him yet. And through the Messiah, he was going to reach out to the whole world. To all people. Whereas before, all the Jewish people kept to themselves. That's why... The Gentiles in this statement are referred to as dogs. That's who he's talking about when he says dogs. Oh, but Jesus would never say that. Yeah, he would. He was a Jew. And he doesn't mean it in the same sense probably as they do. That he looks down on them as dogs. But that the Jewish people did. And so he's using this as part of his parable. First, let the children eat all they want, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Now, folks, there is a principle in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, throughout the whole Bible. God said, take care of his people first, then reach out to the others that are outside We are to minister to those of the house of God first and foremost. They are our brothers and our sisters already. But as much as possible, we also want to reach outside and bring others in to the kingdom of God. For the most part, we should be doing both simultaneously. And so this woman is so wise and so filled with love and faith for God that she says, yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Wow. She's saying, I don't need a lot. I don't need a lot. Just give me a crumb. Just give me a crumb. Just this one thing. Heal my daughter. That's all I am asking. Nothing else. And your people have wasted enough and then some for that. And he knows this to be true, but he also sees her heart in that statement. She is so, she, she so loves her daughter that she's willing to say, yes, I'm a dog. She's willing to say, but even dogs eat crumbs. She's willing to humble herself in such a way That Jesus just can't turn it down. You see, what would happen a lot of times uh, for most people, if if you went to somebody and they called you a dog, what would you do? I mean, most of us would just be done. Okay, have a nice day. Don't come back. Don't call me and I won't call you. (laughs) I mean, come on, let's be honest here. Somebody calls you names like that, calls you a dog, you're probably not likely. But this woman realized who this was. And she knows that compared to him, she's less than a dog. Compared to him, we're all less than a germ. But he loves us anyway so much that he was willing to die and take our sins upon himself so that we could live a life free from the burden of that sin and receive for all of eternity the privilege of living in paradise in heaven with him forever. This woman had that kind of mindset in her heart. She's already more faithful than any of the religious leaders of the Jewish people. They wanted to argue with him and tell him how wrong he was for healing on the Sabbath. They wanted to tell him how wrong he was for every single thing he did. All they could find was fault. All she found was mercy and love and grace in the Savior. She looked at him and saw an answer. They looked at him and saw a problem. They were jealous. She was needy. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Ever been there? You know, I know I've shared before, but... The time that I was uh, in the hospital with uh, chicken pox for the second time as an adult, I got them again as an adult. They went internal and uh, went to a hospital in Scottsburg, and they said, well, tell everybody bye. There's nothing we can do before you go home. Well, okay, thanks. That's really good news. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, Ended up at Clark County. They called in a specialist, and he told me that at that time, this was a different strand of uh, chickenpox that had been going around and got several people. And he said that all of the patients that he had worked with either died or had had a stroke. He said, so I'm not, not promising you anything. He said, I'll give you the strongest antibiotic I have. And he said, if you're a praying person, pray. He said, because you may or may not be here tomorrow. And if you are here, you may not be the same person you are now. (laughs) I was like, gee, thanks. But it was honest. It was true. And I did appreciate that. And I remember the nurse coming in and checking on me and, Then telling me, last thing she said going out of the room, get a good night's sleep. (laughs) But you know what? I had this talk with my Heavenly Father, and I slept like a baby. (laughs) I was ready. I was ready to go. I knew I was ready to go. I had that talk with him, and he says, don't worry about it. Okay, not going to worry about it. I went to sleep. I woke up. I was, I was cured. I was healed. It was gone. I have some scar tissue on my lung, but the doctor come in and he was amazed. He said, it's a miracle. <laughs> Amen. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. This woman wanted and needed a miracle. That night I prayed, I needed a miracle. I wanted a miracle. I was desperate. I was calling out to my Heavenly Father. But I knew that even if I died, I'd be okay. Even if I had a stroke, I would be okay. Because I was in the hands of my loving Father and He would see me through whatever the circumstance was. You see, the problem with so many uh, of the ways that people think today in, in the Christian world is that they seem to think that because you're a Christian, you'll never have to suffer any problems. You'll never have any challenges. You'll never, because you're a Christian, the devil can't bother you. You're a Christian. You don't have to worry about anything. No, I'm sorry. That's a lie from the pit of hell. The moment you become a Christian, you put a bullseye on your forehead and your heart. The devil wants you. He wants to cause you to fail in your faith. He wants to cause you to fall away from God. He wants to destroy you. The demons come to kill, to steal, and destroy. That's what they were trying to do to this little girl. And her mother knew it, and she wanted it stopped. And there's only one person who could do that, and she knew who it was. His name is Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> So she came to the right place for the cure. I wonder, do we just go around thinking that every time something happens, it's our fault? Or do we realize that sometimes there's external influence that causes us to think poorly about ourselves, that causes us to think poorly about others, that causes us to feel off, Are awful. (laughs) Uh, You know, we need to look at our lives and realize that God is the one who's in control. God is the one who sent his son Jesus to die for us. Why? Because he thinks a lot of us. He loves us. We mean that much to him. We have much value in the eyes of God. We were worth every drop of his blood. He was willing to give everything so that we could have salvation and peace and enter into his glory. I mean, come on, folks. What more reason do you need to praise God than that? I mean, he's so good. He's so good to us. And yet, we get tripped up sometimes by life's little challenges, life's little problems, we just come unglued and undone, start using all them bad words, and, and and we start acting like a two-year-old throwing a temper tantrum. Do you really think that that impresses God? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. We need to learn that in Jesus, we are victors, not victims he has already conquered all and through him we are made more than conquerors when we stand with him and not rebel against him when we obey him instead of disobey him when we read his word and absorb it and keep that in our mind above all the garbage on TV and in the magazines and all around us you know there's uh, certain things that you can do to flush things out of, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. There, you, you, you can clean your clothes, right? You take your clothes, you wear, you wear them to work in, they get dirty. You put them in the washer. You put soap in it and you cleanse it, Right? There's many ways you can apply this, but then there's the spiritual way. We need to cleanse our minds from all the filth of the world. We need to cleanse our minds by renewing our minds in the Word of God. We need to fill our mind and our heart with the good things of God and the truth of God so that we don't get trapped in all the lies from the pit of hell that is spoken through the news and through media of all kinds and that we can just depend upon God, not on other men. We need to make sure that we are rooted and grounded in this world. We need to make sure that we too, like this Syrophoenician woman, are willing to go before God and humble ourselves and accept even a crumb. Just a crumb. That's all I ask, Jesus. Just a crumb. I don't want you to make me a billionaire. I don't want you to give me everything I ever asked for. I don't expect to live a life that is... Uh, filled with everything that, that this world has to offer because everything this world has to offer one day is going to be gone. And then what will we have? The only thing that will be left is our faith in Christ. God's the only thing that is unshakable. Our faith in him is unshakable. Everything else will be gone. So don't put your faith in money. Don't put your faith in things. Don't put your faith in people. Put your faith in God where it belongs. Put your faith in Jesus. And if you really want to have faith in him, you'll get to know him through his word. I mean, come on, folks. We can't sit down and, and at the table with Jesus and just have a conversation like we do with each other. To some degree we can, but most of the way that he speaks back to us is right here in his word. We can ask and talk and ask and talk, but if we're not willing to look for the answer, we 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 got a one-sided conversation going on. I mean, have you ever had a one-sided conversation with somebody? They just refuse to answer, they refuse to talk to you. It's not a lot of fun. I've had that before. Uh... It's hard to get anything accomplished. (laughs) You don't even know if you've been forgiven or not. (laughs) A one-sided conversation? Wow, it's annoying. But God doesn't want us to have one-sided conversations either. He wants us not just to talk to him, but to listen to him too. Be willing to search out what he wants to say. You know, I would think that it wouldn't be a bad thing if we started saying, I want to have the faith of the Syrophoenician woman. She had so much faith, she was willing to humble, to do whatever it took to get from Jesus what she needed for her daughter. She wasn't asking for herself even. She was asking for her daughter. When's the last time that we fasted and prayed for somebody? For anything? For revival? Hmm. Something to think about. Something to think about. We want God to give us everything. But are we willing to give ourselves to him and for him? If you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come as we sing, Brother Bob.
1: Our invitation hymn this morning is number 361 Only Trust Him and Stand and Sing. <laughs> is good. Hey, can we
0: be
1: you may be seated. I don't know if you can or not, but you may. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> ah, it's been a good morning.
0: Amen.
1: Good start to a good day. And let's see, we're going to finish up with Mary. Uh, Mary, where are, There you are. are we having uh, Bible study this evening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, good. starts at 5 o'clock. In the uh, fellowship hall. to learn about the glory of God. Need all we can get of that. Amen. Mm hmm. Ah, let's see. Any. Polly, Penny, or. Uh... I knew a Polly and a Penny. She was Polly, he was Penny, Mayfield. Uh-huh. Mm hmm. One of the better greyhound drivers in the country, and race car driver. Uh-huh. Mm hmm. Polly and Mike had to make a run this morning. Anything we need pray, to pray about? Yeah, he was uh, having a stroke. We got there Friday night too. And they
0: stayed home. home. So nothing else that could do. Oh I can do that. Go home. <laughs> Alright. Well, praise the Lord he's good to us. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your presence here amongst us again this morning. Lord, we know you're always with us. You promised you'd never leave us or never forsake us. And we hold on to that promise, especially when we're going through struggles. We're so grateful to know that we have you right there with us. Lord, I pray your blessing on everyone here, every family that's represented, and every of one of the needs that is written in our prayer request, that you will uh, intercede according to your perfect will. And Lord, be with us now as we go to our homes, give us safe journeys there and safe journeys back tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.